Today's show is brought to you by Lightning Pod. If you have a podcast, you know that it's a lot of work. But Lightning Pod can help. We've been working with their founder, Eric Johnson, for more than a year now, and he's really helped us take the Smart Home Show to the next level. So if you're starting a new podcast or you want to make your existing podcast better, you should get in touch with Eric. Learn more at lightningpod.fm. Hey everyone, welcome to the Smart Home Show. Today's guest, Lou Brown, president of Vera, formerly Mi Casa Verde. It's going to be a good one. Stay tuned. everyone. Mike Wolf here. Thanks for joining the Smart Home Show. Thanks for listening. It's been a couple weeks since I put one up. It's been a busy time of year. It's early summer. And not only am I doing tons of consulting and lots of research that I'm really excited about, but also uh, it's a busy time of year for family. I have a couple of kids who are graduating, not necessarily from high school, but you know, you graduate from, from different grades now. And so we've been doing those types of things and, and busy kind of going to those events. It's been a lot of fun, as I'm sure those of you who are parents can attest to. It's fun and busy. Today's guest is Lou Brown, the, the president of Vera, formerly Mi Casa Verde, and also Mios, or Mios, uh, however you want to say it, their software platform, which is actually uh, was kind of the the genesis. The idea behind Mios was the genesis of the company, and ultimately they, they found a lot of brand awareness around their own consumer-facing brand and platform at Mi Casa Verde, which they re- rebranded to Vera. Uh, but, you know, the Mios platform is really the probably the fastest-growing side of their business now. So we talk about both things. We talk about their product that they sell to consumers directly as well as their software platform and how that business is going and what it looks like. And if you follow the smart home, it's an interesting conversation. If you don't know anything about uh, Mi Casa Verde and now Vera – which you probably do know if you follow Smart Home, you do know something about them. This is a good uh, introduction to them, and you can hear about how their business has been growing over the last few years. Lou's a smart guy. He's been in the space for a long time, and I enjoyed my conversation with him. If you want to listen to more Smart Home shows, just go to technology.fm and look for The Smart Home Show. Also, you can look for The Smart Home Show in the usual podcast spaces such as iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. As always, The Smart Home Show is brought to you by Next Market Insights, which you can find at nextmarket.com. Co. That's my uh, research and consulting arm. And, and uh, if you want to check out some of the stuff we're doing there, if you want to sign up for the newsletter, that's always appreciated as well. Once again, thank you for listening. My name is Michael Wolf, and here's my conversation with Lou Brown. Well, I want to welcome Lou Brown with Vera and and Mios, and uh, I want to talk to a little bit about both both companies. So, you've been. I think you guys started this thing in 2009, right? Well, we we uh, developed the platform in 2008. Okay, and got it. Our strategy was to provide an OEM platform to as broad of a market audience as possible to be the Google Android of the home control uh, operating platform. Uh, we knew at the time that it was going to be challenging to license out a platform 
that hadn't been field proven to the market. So we decided to first launch with our own brand. Uh, so in early 2009, we launched the Mikasa Verde brand. And uh, we evolved the platform uh, through that brand into the marketplace, field testing it in the market and, and, and with the enthusiast customer and uh, embracing an open development platform. And then about a year later, as the platform was uh, more mature and field tested, we started to launch to OEM customers under the Mios name and uh, and now have over 30 OEM partners that we license the platform out to and uh, that rebrand our platform globally. And the Mikasa Verde brand, we actually transitioned to the Vera brand last year. Um, you know, in, globally, the Mikasa Verde brand wasn't uh, as embraced as it was in the U.S., <laughs> So uh, yeah. we we changed we our product name was Vera, so we elevated that to the brand name, and uh, now the Vera brand is sold in about sixty five countries, and translated in about twenty five languages, and so that's the path. Yeah, so setting out to prove and, and kind of uh, harden and, and make sure it's it's field tested uh, the Mios operating system and kind of software platform, uh, Mikasa Verde actually did fairly well on its own. I mean, I think. You guys have over 100,000 homes installed with, with Vera or, Mi, or Mikasa Verde branded hardware, right? Yeah, and obviously growing every month, uh, you know, probably over 120 or 130,000 now at this point. But, uh, yep, it's uh, – And did you ever expect it to do as well as it did? Were you kind of seeing this as maybe um, just kind of testing things out and then you can really make a business out of Mios? Or did you fully expect to have two f- fully – uh, successful business lines like this? Uh, I think we did look at it as a vehicle to maturing the platform and uh, helping us springboard the OEM uh, business. Uh, and yes, I, you know, it's been become a very uh, integral part of the overall business concept. In fact, a lot of our OEM partners uh, when we were in discussions with them about licensing our platform, you know, one of the key uh, technology or business people say, oh, yeah, you know, I own a Vera at home and I use it and I love it. And, you know, so it it definitely has been a, a, a very uh, integral tie-in to the strategy overall. Talk about how uh, the hardware side evolved over time. I know that, you know, one of the key strategies I've observed for the last year or so is you guys have put together the kind of the the starter packages and and I think that probably is part of a, a an, an idea or a strategy to bring on board and kind of help people to get started easier or more. Yeah. You know, so talk a little bit about that. Well, sure. I mean the the our, our business. We're a software company. That's our core competency. That's what we focus on. That's what we do best. And you know we started out porting our software to you know hardware to gateways just as a way to obviously get the product into people's hands so that they could, you know, use their mobile phone or their PC to control their homes and get their functionality out of it. And, you know, as the market matured and became, uh, you know, more of a mass market and adopted in a broad, by a broader audience uh, than just the enthusiast, being able to clarify what those end solutions were for the end customer and how they could get started uh, without having to hunt and peck for devices and figure out what made sense 
uh, and why and how and why to use this. You know, the enthusiast is obviously more aware of you know what the technology can do and how to uh, you know what devices they need and piece them together. But the market awareness uh, has grown significantly uh, amongst the general population. So uh, this is just a way to help facilitate the process for them. Talk about where you see you know your consumer um, and how would you categorize them? Because you talk about enthusiasts. Um, I see you guys as a, a pretty much a DIY solution, um, and you know you don't have a subscription fee. You're a little higher price than some of the uh, the names getting bandied about in the blogs, like you know the the smart things of the world. Um, so, how would you characterize where you guys fit relative to others, and and how your how your customers look like? Well, I think that's you know the market's dynamic and that's changing all the time, and the market, you know, as I just mentioned, is is growing in awareness by the general customer um, that, you know, uh, shops in regular retail stores or retail locations every day. You know, two, two and a half years ago when people asked me what I did for a living, I would say, you know, oh, I make a platform that you can control your lights and thermostats and door locks, you know, all with your smartphone. And they would say, oh, really, you can do that? And today they say, oh, you mean like the Comcast Xfinity system? And I say, yeah, exactly like that. You know, that's one of our competitors and uh, they're in the market. Uh, You know, so the awareness is growing generally and customers are looking now not for, I mean, they've not, you know, the idea of home automation has been around for, you know, over 30 years. Uh, Customers didn't, the, the general customer either didn't feel they could afford it or didn't feel they needed home automation. And I still think they still don't. But the the more finite solutions that we can provide, like making your family safer or saving energy, uh, there's the, the definition of how we can use these devices in our homes to um, improve our lives has really uh, you know changed and resonates now with you know a broader consumer. So you know, our product is uh, a, a very um, flexible and extensible product, but, you know, we believe that most customers want to start out with a pretty narrow entry point. They want to solve a solution. You know, I have a 21-month-old son, and, you know, we were uh, given a 300 or a $350 baby monitor by some friends that you know, when my son turns two, we have to throw it away because he's going to be in a bed, not a crib. And you know, the idea that well, this is a great solution that solves a narrow problem. That's how I want to get involved. But boy, I don't want to have to throw this thing away. I would really like to add some cameras to it. Maybe use the same uh, same system to control other devices, sensors, uh, thermostats. You know, there's no reason why a consumer shouldn't be able to extend the usage of their device as their lifestyles change and their needs change. So, you know, it's all about solving uh, an, a, a real problem for a, a consumer today, but giving them the extensibility uh, long term to be able to integrate any device, any solution that they want, any platform. They don't have to worry about technology. Uh, you know what what you know what physical technology this is they can just uh, you know put a device on know it's going to work and that they can integrate it with their existing platform talk about you know your integration with third-party hardware I know you do have some partners for example in locks but you do do a lot of your own sensors and and other types of uh, 
connection points or nodes. So talk about you know what your thoughts are there. Well, we don't actually make any of the device hardware. Um, we partner with you know device manufacturers. That's not our core business. We're not. Uh, you know, we don't want to invest in trying to innovate continually in that area. We're focused on software and innovating and making sure that our um, our platform is the best and most flexible and solid platform in the market. So, you know, we rely on other third party uh, hardware manufacturers that make, you know, light switches and door locks and thermostats and all the other devices and that are expert in those areas to you know continue to innovate and we leverage the the best products that are out in the market today and uh, let the market decide what they want to use talk about how you get your products into customers hands I know you do a lot of business through your own Vera online shop at gear Vera um, but talk about your retail strategy and do you guys have any sort of uh, how are you guys doing in the in the installer channel if, if at all you know again that's a, an, a dynamic and ever-changing process. I mean, we started out uh, selling direct and then evolved to a dealer and distribution uh, network. You know, we have, uh, you know, I don't know, 1,500 or so dealers uh, globally Um, and, you know, probably about 10 different distributors globally. We uh, have, you know, expanded into large uh, e-tail partners like Amazon and and others. Um, And now we're um, expanding into brick and mortar retail as well, where you know customers, uh, you know we have, we're in Tiger Direct, we're in Micro Center, and you know an ongoing list of uh, growing retail relationships where customers can go and touch and feel the product, and as well as their online experience. And you guys are a featured provider in the Amazon Smart Home Store, right? Yes, we've been doing business with uh, Amazon for oh, I don't know a year and a half or so. How is their, you know, when they came in, out with their home automation store, I know that's talking to some uh, smart home point solution providers, it's done a lot of, it's done fairly well for them. Have they helped your business? Amazon's a great partner. They're, uh, you know, um, like I mentioned about, you know, Comcast earlier, which is not a partner, but, uh, you know, effectively a competitor. You know, the awareness growing in the marketplace is good for everybody. And, uh, you know, Amazon has definitely raised awareness. They're, you know, a, a very strong uh, retailer. They know how to communicate products to the consumer and deliver uh, a great experience. And so, yeah, I think it's helpful to everybody in the business. Let's talk a little bit about, about Mios. Um, you guys said uh, – or you said you have 30 or so licensees of the, of the platform now. You You had talked about – how, as you envisioned it, you see this potentially like an Android for the smart home. Um, how is that vision still kind of intact in terms of like, do you guys think you guys can be the software platform uh, for for a wide number of, of smart home uh, brand brands from other providers at some point? That I mean, that is a, a big part of our business and one of our. Uh, core pillars and ways that we differentiate ourselves. I mean, we've got. Uh, you know, OEM partners in China, OEM partners in India, OEM partners in Europe, OEM partners in the U.S. It's an emerging global business. You know, we have small, medium, and large OEM partners. You know, we have, uh, you know, Orange uh, in Europe is one of our, uh, is using our product and is rolled out to Poland and is now rolling out in France and will roll out in other markets uh, using our platform. 
you know, we have NRG here in the U.S. We have Bosch here in the U.S. I mean, we have a variety of, of both service provider, hardware manufacturer, channel uh, experts. You know, all leveraging our platform in different uh, in different markets and in different to different customers on a global basis. And uh, yes, we. Um, you know that's very important to us, and that's a large part of our focus. Could you take a, a swing at, or would you care to share how big you think the the Mios install base is through your three partners? <laughs> no, but it's, <laughs> it, it's it's a multiple of what we have through the Vera brand. So, and you know that's an that's also a growing market. The the uh, OEM business, the um, you know, especially in some of the channels like utilities or service providers, it's a you know a, a very um, big opportunity from a, a customer reach standpoint. But they're very careful about how they deploy, go through a lot of testing, you know, friendly user trials, and then soft launches and then rollouts. And so the time to market uh, you know is longer than a retailer that you know writes a PO and. You know, in 60 days, your product is in the in their channel selling. So, you know, the the it's a longer term uh, opportunity uh, that you know the the volume is is bigger probably in an opportunity side, but uh, also longer term to get to. And you know, talking to you earlier this year, I think we caught up a little bit after um, maybe a month or two after CES, and I know that the the Google Nest announcement was a catalyzing event. For a lot of people in the industry, and I think that you guys saw uh, an upturn in interest. So, can you talk about how that impacted your business from the the Mio side? You know, not I mean, uh, not significantly in a measurable way. Okay. You know, as, as far as the direct impact to our business, I think just like the other participants we were talking about earlier, you know, be it Apple, be it Comcast, you know, whomever. That you know, when any large um, company engages in this business, and there's you know a promotional activity around it, news, press, um, it helps raise awareness to a broader audience, um, which in, in general lifts you know um, any of the successful you know uh, product or solutions in the market. And so I just see, you know, I think we're experiencing the general lift in the market that you're seeing, you know, based on that growth and that awareness that's developing. You talked about an, uh, a, a pretty big international reach. So can you talk about markets outside of the U S and how those, uh, how would you characterize those versus the U S market? Are they growing faster? Um, are there different dynamics uh, in those markets? Yes, to all of the above. I, mean, <laughs> I, I don't think that they're necessarily. I mean, growing faster is always a, you know, that's a relative point. When you start from a small base, that's it grows right. faster. <laughs> you know, going from one to two is doubling the business. So it's it's uh, yeah. you know it's so surely the growth is is uh, accelerated in certain markets. But you know, the U.S. is um, further along, and I would say probably the most mature market or maturing market in the smart home. Uh, Internet of Things, home control space. Um, Europe is not that far behind. I mean, we're seeing a tremendous amount of activity in Europe. Uh, again, one of our largest partners, Orange, is there rolling out. Um, we have, you know, other partners there. And, you know, I'm actually I'm going to Europe next week just to uh, continue to foster some relationships there. Um, and, you know, we're seeing a definite emerging business in India and China, probably not nearly as far along or mature as 
um, the U.S. and European business, but you know, definitely burgeoning and and growing uh, rapidly. So, you know, I think those are the the general hotspots. What are you most excited about for Smart Home over the next year or two? Um, it seems like we kind of maybe have hit an inflection point, um, but there's also potential for hype cycles, as all, as always with with as you know, tech and, and press have turned their attention to new things. So, um, talk a little about what excites you, and, and maybe also are, are there some potentials for concern about this getting too because we've been through the, through the you know the connected home hype cycles before. Is, is there a possibility for it getting too hyped up and, and expectations getting too high? Um, I, you know, I think that they're one of the things that we're seeing that's different than in the past is, is you know, that there's a tremendous amount of capital going into this business in every area, whether it's in the channels, you know, retailers embracing it, service providers, you know, insurance companies, you know, channel partners, you know, the manufacturing side, the platform side. So there's a tremendous amount of investment in delivering a better experience to the consumer. And ultimately, you know, that's what this is about is improving consumers' lives, making things easier for them. Uh, and so I, I think that while there may be, you know, some sense of, you know, uh, um, maybe overhype, as you were saying, in some areas that ultimately the customer is going to benefit, this isn't a, uh, you know, to me, this is not a bubble that's going to implode. Um, some of the hype may die down, but I think the customer is going to ultimately be the benefactor of all of this uh, investment, and and that the the you know price things are going to continue to get easier, more um, more solution oriented, more affordable, and you know that can't be a bad thing. Anyway, you can shed on the typical. Vera install, like what a customer looks like in terms of number of devices connected and, and what are some of the more popular um, nodes that they're connecting to the smart home network? Well, you know, we, because we ha- have our roots in an enthusiast um, market and have grown from that perspective, we have, uh, I think, a pretty high um, device count, node count on our networks. Um, we have, you know, over 20 devices on average. That's an average user has that's, over 20 devices. <laughs> it's very high. Um, and, you know, even as we've expanded uh, our customer base to a more mass customer, it's stayed pretty high. I mean, it's maybe budged, on, you know, one or two devices on average, but it's uh, still a very high node count. And, you know, that's because we try to make the system very easy to extend so that, you know, you can, again, as we were saying earlier, solve a very simple problem at a very low cost uh, as a beginning point, but then, you know, find it easy to, you know, add devices and, and add solutions as you grow with the system and as your needs change and evolve. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think there's not um, one of the one of the realities of this market is that while it's a very, it's gaining in popularity and there's a lot of enthusiasm by customers in the solutions, it is very personal. You know, even the definition of security changes for every customer that you talk to or for many customers that you talk to, you know, for some that's being able to, you know, monitor their, you know, preteen child as they're coming home from school, latchkey, you know, as they're at work and make sure that they're home safely between three and four o'clock. 
you know, for some that's being able to get an alert from a door and window sensor when, you know, there's, you know, some uh, activity that's abnormal, you know, for some that's being able to, you know, have, uh, you know, control your door lock when your kid loses their key or when your guest comes over and being able to send a new key code to your door. So there's, you know, the definitions for everybody are very personal. And so it's being able to solve those narrow problems uh, in an affordable way uh, and then give the customer the ability to expand. Uh, you know, so the devices that are that are the most popular are the ones that you would expect. You know, door locks are very popular. The door and window sensors are very popular. Thermostats are very popular. Uh, you know, energy devices, being able to measure your your the energy consumption of an individual device or your whole home are growing in popularity. So I, I think that the uh, you know things like lighting control have been around for a very long time, and you know they're an adjunct to all of these solutions, whether they're energy management or um, you know or security or safety for the home. I think we see them less though as the entry point for customers to be able to turn on their lights on and off is is not uh, what drives them so much as being just a, you know kind of a icing on the cake. Can you talk a little bit about the Mios? Uh, software marketplace. I mean, you guys have. Uh, I was trying to get a number of the amount of plugins and apps you guys have. It's a lot, <laughs> and so uh, I, it seems like it's a pretty vibrant marketplace in terms of uh, developers. Um, how active are you guys in kind of facilitating that and fostering that, and how's it grown? Well, very much so. I mean, we um, have really, you know, our roots of we were, you know, born and bred on the idea of an open platform and open development and embracing the development community. Uh, we've had we've published in our Vera um, experience, uh, you know, a, a marketplace, an app marketplace that, you know, we provide a, a, a consumer market for our app developers and plugin developers to have access to consumers to sell their plugins or give away their plugins. So, you know, we've been doing that for, you know, six years and uh, it continues to grow and be a very important part of our, our core DNA. And, uh, you know, we have, you know, all kinds of interesting, both, you know, broad usage as well as unique niche usage, to, you know, applications that are developed by third parties every day and published in our marketplace. Um, you know, for device integration, you know, over 20 different alarm panels have been developed, you know, integration has been developed by third parties, you know, uh, you know, Belkin Wemo and Philips U lighting system and Nest thermostats and, you know, all kinds of interesting point solutions out there that, you know, people like the solution as a point solution, as a single solution, but they want to be able to integrate it with other devices and create scenes and triggers and events and alerts in combination with other devices. So, you know, they integrate those devices in our platform. So there's a, a lot of very interesting things. That yeah, you guys have embraced, like you just talked about, working with other platforms, right? So Belk and, and, and Um Could you imagine uh, embracing any Apple initiative and, and perhaps even putting like works with uh, Apple, <laughs> Apple Smart iHome, for example, on your products? Sure, of course. I mean uh, – they're, to us, they just represent another good partner that would be, a, you know, another, you know, they're a great manufacturer of products or, you know, they're a great software company. They, there's no reason why uh, there wouldn't be a fit that I could see unless, you know, it's truly their decision how open and how, 
uh, closed they want to be. So, you know, if they choose to be open, then we would embrace them wholeheartedly. You know, if you look at what you guys do, you are rightly focused on smart home in terms of control of, of home systems and, and devices. Um, if I were to compare you to example for to a like control four, there's more of an entertainment focus with them, or they 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 touch into that circle as well. Would you ever have uh, uh, any sort of uh, aspirations to move into entertainment uh, in terms of like having that part of your of part of the the application framework, et cetera? Sure, and and uh, you know we do uh, some of that now, and are continuing to extend that. We also do that through some of our partnerships. So, for example, Universal Remote Control is one of our partners, and their focus is entertainment control. And their Total Connect product connects to our gateway uh, in in the home network. So they've integrated in the traditional home control devices into their uh, traditionally entertainment platform um, so that in addition to your TV and, uh, you know, your cable box and the other uh, kind of more traditional audio video products in your home, you can then also integrate those along with your, you know, thermostats and door locks and lighting, et cetera. Hey, well, Lou Brown with uh, Vera uh, and and Mios, thank you so much for taking time. It's been great catching up and hearing about the business. Thank you very much, Michael. I appreciate the time. Well, that's it. That's my conversation with Lou Brown. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you learned a little bit about the smart home uh, as well as about Vera and what they're doing there. If you are a smart home company and you want to tell me about what you're doing in, in your different market, in your market, whatever it may be, whether you're a big platform company or a startup, I'm always interested to hear. Email me at the smart home show at gmail.com and we can talk, uh, talk, uh, it helps for my research as well as if you want to be a guest on the Smart Home Show, let me know that as well. We can have that conversation. If you want to listen to more Smart Home Shows, just go to technology.fm and look for the Smart Home Show there. If you're interested in research or consulting or webinars or anything like that, just go to nextmarket.co. and You can find out more information there. And also you can just email me again at the Smart Home Show at gmail.com. And I appreciate it. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening. My name is Michael Wolf, and we'll talk to you soon.